it's just uh, it's based on a fictional tale that uh, Nose Confundin wrote, or this gentleman wrote. His name's Eddie, I think. But he's definitely got a gem. Let's see what we got going on here. Let's see. Go live. Let's see. If it'll actually... I don't know why I can never get I can never get uh, Instagram's stream to work do not know why oh well. all right you try it like that nope unable to connect interesting okay so how's everybody doing tonight how y'all doing I know this is kind of random and late it's kind of random and late, but I was up and I figured, why not? Right? So, y'all, um, this notes confunding, right? This gentleman, I just purchased this map you see here. Um, well, my TikTokers see a different view. Um, you're actually more zoomed into supposedly the known lands, okay? Um, but you on... Facebook and YouTube this is the full map of our said I mean I don't know what you call it uh, realm I don't know it's very intriguing nonetheless um, really really cool the the map this map is like um, you know of course it's uh, based on his book he wrote a book that was labeled as fiction uh, so it is a fictional tale nevertheless an intriguing tale okay an intriguing tale nevertheless and it's honestly so check this out alright this is how cool this this story was right so I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this map I bought it today it was uh, fourteen dollars for the digital copy okay and I was like God, you know, this this is elaborate, is it not? What what an elaborate piece of artwork here. Uh and 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 what a creative mind to come up with such a unique piece. Um or a unique theory theme. Uh even if it is like if it is he labeled it as fiction, okay? So I'm like kind of just taken aback by this whole thing and I can't help but think where did this where did he source it right um, what is the source of of his work here at the end of the day I mean I just find it dude as a creator I know uh, and you guys can hear me all good and everything okay um, as a creator I just know for a fact that you source this you didn't you didn't you didn't just make it up on your own I just feel that way there was a abs there's there's a source of something somewhere from from some way somehow all right uh, there's just nobody out there I just feel 
<laughs> that could just come up with such an elaborate uh, theory, I guess, right? Um, so, nevertheless, I looked and actually checked it out closely here. And this is actually cool, guys, for you guys on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I'm going to be able to zoom in and check stuff out with you guys, and it's going to be clear as a bell which is really cool. Um, haven't had that before with this map. Okay, So I look here and I look down on the corner of the the digital download I have here and I'm like oh he's got his sources for the maps right there. El Navigante que cruzó las murales de Hilo. Okay? So, it's a book. I look it up. I find it on Amazon. The Kindle version is free. Alright, well, what can it hurt? So I download it, and I search high and low, you guys. There is no English copy. There's no English version of this book. Not one you can find. If you find it, I will give you... 100 bucks for it because it's not it's it's gone it's not there there's no english version of the source book he used to apparently depict said map okay so i download it regardless hey is this you uh are you here bro this oh is this who who said that who hold on who said that Damn, I can't scroll my chat. Who said that? Kyle, uh, Quinn. Oh, what up, Quinn? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Yes, no, this is the full version of the, the Tierran, or the, uh, what do they call it? Tierra. Tierra de whatever. Outlands, whatever you want to call it. Okay? So, I take and I find this version of his source and I, it's all Spanish you guys I couldn't help it if he sourced this map from it I had to know where it came from so I'm literally like okay I'm gonna make myself a translated copy of this book alright so I start copying and pasting that shit to word boom boom translate boom 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 translate there's a cap on the amount of copy and paste you can do within the book for plagiarism purposes. Obviously, I'm not going to take it and, 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 and copy paste it, translate it, and try and push it. I was just doing it for myself. And I did look that up. That is not plagiarism, and that is not copyright infringement. As long as you're doing it for self, you can translate a book using Google Translator and keep it to yourself as long as you aren't trying to sell it or whatever it is. Okay? So I start... So I start translating it and it stops me then I'm like okay well I'll try something else I start copying and then translating to audio and it works great okay the only problem is I could only do half the page so I'd have to right click copy translate listen to the audio then do the second half of the page because it would only translate so many words right y'all the story in this book 
The story in this book is absolutely insane. I've never ever imagined it. I'm not saying it's a work of fiction, but nevertheless, wow, I'm fucking, I am mind blown. All right, I suggest any of you guys do anyone anyone who do any research within this do the same thing I did get a copy even though it's in Spanish and try and get it to translate yourself because if you don't you're missing out that's all I'm gonna tell you right now um, I am begging him I've been I've been working I've been talking to Nose confounded I've, I've messaged him on Instagram I've messaged him on Facebook I've commented on his um, post recent I'm begging him to let me at least, um, if because I think I, I'm not sure how is uh, I'm not trying to uh, make any assumptions on his financial situation, okay? But I am begging him to do a translated version because if he does and he sells it, it's gonna go big. It's gonna go big. It's a great story, one of the craziest, coolest, most amazing stories I've read or actually I listened to and I'm not quite done I'm at 90% I don't know why I didn't finish it before this live uh, but that I've it's one of the most amazing cool awesome stories that I've come across since I started creating and that's not an exaggeration whether he wrote it or not and, and came up with it off the top of his head I don't know yeah no so I know it I know the story, bro. I, I'm I'm pretty much got it wrapped up, but I'm at the 90th. I, I think I even finished it, but there was just a, a couple like rec, uh, like credits pages going on. Okay, so um, either way, I didn't want to cover the whole thing in this live. I only wanted to cover up to a certain point and then do another live uh, because there's just so much that it entails uh, that it cannot be covered in one live. Okay. Uh, and I just want to kind of do like a, you know, and that, that way too, if I only do half of it, right? If I only do half of it, I'll zoom in on the book name here in a second. If I only do half of it, that way you guys can go out and you guys can uh, download the digital version of the book and then translate it yourself. But um, I know that in his posts on Instagram, he's pushing to have people buy it. And it's like, bro, just translate it to English. Please, if you do that, there's no, there's no telling, there's no telling because it's just such a cool read, guys. Um, so it's an amazing story. And here, I'll zoom in real quick. This is the name of the book. Okay, the first one. There's two books. All right, he did two books. Um, so how it works, guys? Because I looked up copyright infringement and stuff like that. All right, how it works is so even so if he, if whether or not and, and I'm not trying to take he maybe did come up with all this information in in these books okay maybe he did uh, you know it's it's pretty good stuff if he did I'll tell you that he's a great author um, but if you find text that's old if you find ancient text that is dated before copyright was even a thing. You can swipe that text up, copyright it, and sell it, and, if, and, and, and you'll be okay. 
You can rewrite it and sell it. Crazy stuff. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm not saying that's what he did or nothing. But I've never been able to find a similar story, okay? So what if I told you... So, yeah, uh, real quick, guys. El Navigante... Here, I'll tell you what. Hmm. It's El Navigante, okay? For those of you that are wondering, it's El Navigante que cruzo las murales de Helio. Like Helio, meaning heliocentric, meaning that we revolve around the sun. Alright, that's heliocentrism. But El Navigante que cruzo las murales de Helio. Or Helio. And then the, there's, a, there's a next part, and I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm really excited to check it out. Um, I can't, like I said, I can't stress enough how cool of a story it was, guys. Uh, very interesting, fun stuff. Like nothing I've ever come across in my life. Like, um, I wish I could just read it word for word to you guys. I do. But it's a, I, I think it could be a, it could be considered touchy. I don't know why. I mean, it, it is, it is a work of fiction. Um, nevertheless, uh, maybe some people would read into it and, and I'm not saying, you know, um, that it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I just love the story. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. I'm not going to present it as, as, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a work of fiction, but it's cool, bro. So what if I told you that after the revolutionary war, a gentleman from the Continental Army bought a boat, a nice sailboat, or a, a ship, like, you know, Mayflower-esque type, old English-style ship. And he got around a crew of gentlemen that he fought in the war with, okay, and decided he wanted to go to Antarctica and see the Icelands all right so he gets everything around he buys this boat he overpays for it but he just wants to take this trip and gets his crew around just days before the trip something comes up and their captain is nowhere to be found all right their captain's nowhere to be found, and it's one day before the trip. So he gathers everybody up and says, hey, we can't do it without our captain, so we're going to postpone it until he turns up. He literally just disappeared. Nobody knew where he went. Uh, nobody had a clue what had happened to him. All right. Well, the day of the trip, it's uh, I want to say it was November 14th is when they were supposed to take off. The day of the trip, the captain shows up out of the woodwork. He's got all kinds of maps and all kinds of crazy stuff that he had acquired and basically said, well, you know, um, I, was, I was kind of off the radar. Just had to take a leave of absence for a second, guys. So sorry about that. Uh, but we are ready. Let's go. He had provisions. He had everything set up. And the, the mission was on. The trip was on. Okay. So, they sail south, 
from the east coast of the United States because at that time it was just 13 colonies. Okay? So they sailed south and they hit some ports in South America. They attest to how hot it is and the captain kind of chuckles and says, enjoy it while you, you still can, more or less, because uh, it's about to get cold, boys. So they continue further south and they hit the Antarctic continent. They say that in some portions of this continent, there is not up to 90 meter high walls of ice uh, that they are kind of, they're in very intimidating. They get close to them, all right? So they're sailing towards the continent, and it's almost like the captain's done it before. He knew of this technique or, or route that you would take, and there was technique involved. He more or less got parallel with the ice wall and got right up next to it, right? And this is months later, guys, so they take off in November. You're, like, talking probably June-ish uh, by the time they get there, so it's summertime, all right? So as they're kind of sailing really close to this ice wall, they're nervous. They think they're going to hit it. They all of a sudden start getting pulled by this current. And it's kind of taking control of their ship. And say your, your ice wall is right here, right? Your ice wall is right here. And here's your boat. It's going like this. And then all of a sudden, there comes a gap in the ice wall. And their boat, more or less... It gets drawn into this gap, straightened out, almost as if the current's taking them. They don't have to hardly do a damn thing. Just make sure they don't hit the wall. And it takes them through. And all of a sudden, they said they're through, and he the captain referred to them as something like the gates of sorts. I don't know what they're called exactly. But... They get through these said gates. So if you guys want to look here, I think what he's depicting in the map right here, if you look on TikTok here, see that little gap? Possibly is what he's depicting there. That gap. All right, and then on my Facebook and YouTube, there you go. Barrington West Morris Strait is what he had. Oh, no, 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 not that one. I take that back. We're up here, guys. We're up here. We're up here. I apologize. They didn't get through the uh, Morris Strait. They went through the Summer Gate. That's what that's what they said in the story. They went through the Summer Gate of sorts. And it's only like that a certain time of year, hence the name, Summer Gate. Basically, it's a meltdown of the ice, and it lets them through in, in this certain time of year. Okay? So they pop through. And now they're in these new types of waters, and they call them the black waters because they're so dark, they're black. Okay? As they're sailing through these black waters, no sooner do they get through this said gate. Yes, this is all by Nose Confunding, guys. This is all his stuff. I'm just kind of elaborating on the story. Um... I recommend checking his page on YouTube, Facebook, 
and Instagram. And I recommend buying the book. Okay, guys? I really do. Buy it and listen to it and, and translate it yourself. Okay? It's a great story. And I'm just doing a really rough elaboration, guys. So, check it out. Alright, anyway. It was like no sooner did they get through these gates did they see a large mass coming from the horizon. And this thing is huge. Bigger than any boat. It was made of something they'd really never seen. Steel. Okay? And it was like five of their ship. It was coming full steam ahead. The captain, though looked nervous, was confident in his state that he he wasn't threatened by them in an odd way almost as if he knew something that they didn't okay the rest of the crew is of course you know they're they're scared to death they think this thing's just gonna ram them and just push them to the plow them over and break their boat and sink them and yeah no they pull up and they get on this loud horn announce themselves and say hey we're coming aboard they had never heard a horn before this is the 1700s now and it was like piercing their ears like they had never heard loud noise before, more or less. So they were fascinated by the horn, all right? They board their ship, and wow, they look just like them. They're the exact same people. They are exactly like them, all right? Now they claim that they come from the ancient lands, all right? See here on my Facebook and YouTubers, Ancient Lands, okay? Or no, sorry. Dang it, that sucks. The Ancestral Republic, excuse me. They're from the Ancestral Republic, okay? Not the Ancient Lands. That'll come up later. The Ancient Lands of Anak will come up later, all right? That, they are the Ancestral Republic, okay? So... They basically give them a green light and they kind of are dumbfounded because they had they said they claimed they had not seen anything like this in years. It's been years since people from the they call them the known lands, which is Earth. Okay. This is these are the known lands. These are the known lands. Our Earth. Okay. They said they hadn't seen people from the known lands in hundreds of years so they're very dumbfounded and surprised at, at the sight of them so what do they do they say we are at war right now so be careful and mind your course here's a map okay here's a map am I froze oh am I good am I, I'm not froze am I I know I'm good on TikTok Okay, so they hand them a map and say, follow this course and stick to it and you'll be okay. Had you come any other time, it would be a different story and we'd welcome you in a different way. Okay? So they follow the course and stay true to it. They get to the Ancestral Republic. That's where the map took them. As they dock their ship, they look on the city and see structures like they have never seen before. 
massive skyscraper-like structures. Lights, beautiful, luminescent, bright lights. As they're getting off the ship, they're greeted by somebody, like a host, all right? And they're escorted to the presidential building in town. Now the main guy's name is William. He's the owner of the ship. And the captain's name, hold on. I want to give you guys the captain's name here. I should have been better organized. Um, let me see. I know I, I know I got the captain's name. Uh, right here. William Morris is the owner of the ship, okay, in the story. And the captain, and the captain plays a big role. William Morris is kind of the narrator. Captain Butler is the main man. He's, he's the G. He's the one in control, the cool, calm, collected one. Kind of seems to know what's going on in a weird way, right? So Captain Butler heads off with a bunch of the people from the Ancestral Republic and leaves the crew behind. Williams is then escorted to the presidential office and he's given the skinny on what's going on. Okay? So, the president, his name is Fayok uh, or something like that. Uh, a unique name. The president's name is like Fayok or Faya. President Faya. And basically, he gives Williams a quick rundown. He says this We are your ancestors. You are descendants from us. Many years ago, before a great reset, which is I deem the flood, many years ago, before the great reset, the giants came and they liberated our people and brought us to the ancestral republic lands. because they felt bad and didn't want to see our civilization more or less wiped out in the flood, okay? So as he's telling this story to uh, William, he looks up and there's spheres in the sky. Spheres in the sky. They're flying over and flying towards the town, the main hub of the city. And all of a sudden, something falls out of the sphere. And he's kind of just looking. It's like nothing he's ever seen. This is He's from the 1700s. I mean, they haven't seen anything like this. And all of a sudden, kaboom! A bomb goes off. And it levels. A big portion of the city. Then another, another sphere shows up. Another bomb. Boom! Then they start going off. Boom! Boom, 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 Everybody's scrambling. People are screaming. It's chaos, right? They're all pushing themselves into the presidential building because it's a secure building. It's kind of like a, a safe house, safe, a safe house, more or less. So thousands of people are pushing towards that, and their people are falling. And he, he says he can remember at this time when they were seeing this turmoil, the love 
and care that people still had for each other. They didn't lose that and go every man for himself mode. He, that's key. They didn't lose their empathy and their, he said their composure in the situation regardless of what was going on around them and their need and want to help others was still intact to the fullest. And he remembers registering that in his mind thinking, interesting, because in my world it'd be every man for himself. Right? So the bombs continue to go off and these spheres continue to fly over. Okay? Then all of a sudden, these blue triangle type shaped craft start flying over. Faster than he's ever seen anything move in his life. And these blue triangle shaped craft. They start firing on the spheres, shooting them down. They drive the spheres out, and the triangle-shaped craft more or less win. Now, the triangle-shaped craft are the humans, the ancestral republic humans, and they're blue. I don't know if you guys are, are big into the um, extraterrestrial or UFO sightings, but I've seen these craft. Without a doubt. Um, the style, anyway. I've seen them. Uh, I think. Maybe they could have been fake. I mean, but whatever. Um, but I don't believe so. I, I've seen these craft, more or less, I think. Um, but that, so those are the, and it's kind of like the TR-3B. So it seems as though maybe the triangle-shaped craft are more like on our team in this story, or what's going on. But I think that we can deduce that it's very highly possible that triangle-shaped craft are inherently um, on our side, if you will, in this story. Um, so they push out the spheres. Everything calms down. The city, is a, a large portion of it's laid to waste. And then the president says something because William kind of goes, who the, what in the, who was that? The president goes like this. Can you believe it? It was the same damn people that liberated us in the first place. A group of giants. Initially when they liberated us, or them, the ancestors, they went against another uh, uh, somebody. And that will come up later. And at the moment that somebody was preoccupied with another war so it enabled the giants to move in and help mankind for entertainment purposes only guys of course this is just a story it's fictional um but a cool story nevertheless it's like star wars i mean essentially just a different version uh just first time i had ever heard of it and and i and i did the like i said check out these books um and i'll tell you the name again uh just because i think that if you guys are intrigued into me telling the story, you'll be much more intrigued um, grabbing the book for yourself that is in Spanish, but you can get, it's free on Kindle, but I shouldn't tell everybody that. Buy it if you can, you know, help the guy out, um, but uh, you can translate it, highlight it, translate it, highlight it, translate it, and, and listen to it. It's tedious, but 
I promise you, once you get into the story, it won't matter. You'll keep going. I, I didn't stop. I couldn't. Tried to go to sleep. I hopped right back out of bed, dude. I could not. It was amazing. So, anyway. Apparently, what happened was the giants that liberated the original ancestral republic, um, they got scolded and were uh, attacked by the faction that they betrayed, essentially, um, and ended up going back against the humans, more or less, okay? So, of course, Williams, right? He, William has a bunch of questions. He's so um, taken aback by everything going on. The story's being told. Uh, they basically said that these ancestors have been here for probably close to a thousand years or, or well the flood so maybe a couple few thousand years and they were much more technologically advanced a one and two some of them were 200 years old okay some of them were 200 years old el navegante el navegante que cruzo cr so l e l navegante N A V E G A T N T E K Q U E Cruzo C R U Z O Las Morales de Hilo Morales de H I E L O Search that up and you will find it. Okay, so he's taken aback. He's got a thousand questions, and all the while, Captain Butler seems to be somewhat intertwined with these people wink wink even though he just fought in the revolutionary war was in the known lands and a part of this crew so he's working with the other uh he's working with the natives all right the natives to the land of course the ancestral republic and <clears throat> he's talking strategy with them he tells uh, william get to bed bro you gotta go take a nap he's like go to sleep for a while get some rest and uh we'll continue this at a later on date this there's too much going on right now i'll explain later just go rest all right so he finds this room in the presidential uh building and lays down of course he can't sleep i mean come on how could you sleep um so he can't sleep and kind of just lays there in his thoughts and tosses and turns and just questions rolling through his mind like 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 mad. Uh, to which he starts to kind of fade off and then suddenly Captain Butler with assertiveness yells, William, get out of bed. We got to go now. All right. He gets up out of bed, springs up out of bed, and they head out of the building, and he describes it as this presidential building that once had thousands of people, now had nobody in the building, and there was his crew as he walked outside. The captain is in front of him, and he is power walking. I mean, he's more or less moving with, with quickness towards a destination, and he describes it, Williams describes it as, the captain is so certain that his men are following suit, he never once looks back. He just gets it, all right? The men are trying to, the group of men, the, the crew, are trying to keep up while looking at the sights. They're like, oh my God, 
what is that? What is that? What is that? They're like, you know, ADD over here, like, boom, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're seeing things like they've never seen before. Um, one thing they noted about the ancestral lands, one thing they noted was how quiet and peaceful, aside from the bombing, of course, but how quiet it was, how peaceful it was. Everybody in every machine, every um, mobile vehicle, you know, the sounds were just serene. The sounds were serene. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the donations. Any donations, welcome, guys. The sounds were serene, like the peace and the overall tranquility, even though it was panic mode, there was no horses and carriages making noise, nobody shouting and hooting and hollering, all that stuff. Jorge Agun Palomero. What's up, buddy? I can't, I can't, I'm not, I can't speak Spanish, but I appreciate it, bro. Um, so they're following the captain and all of a sudden, they're walking up to one of the triangle-shaped craft that they just watched. Thank you so much for the donation, fam. Yeah, donations welcome. I always follow my donators, too, here on TikTok, just so you know. So they're walking up, and they, they make it to this triangle-shaped craft that they just saw in the sky. And the crew, of course, is like, oh, my God, this is, a, this is insane. Are we really about to get on this thing? They kind of scold Butler, the guys waiting at the um, entrance to the craft. They kind of scold Butler, one more minute and we were going to leave your ass, more or less. Yeah, yeah, he hops on the boat, or the ship. Then the rest of the crew hops on the ship, and the hatch closes, and they get ready, and it just floats up. And it's a hum. It's more like a hum. You know, it floats up, and the... Ancestral, uh, Ancestral Lands Native looked at each other and Butler kind of looked at each other and chuckled and said, okay, let's see how they do, more or less. They'll get acclimated, but it might take a second. Meaning the crew who have never been on the ship before. So they get up there and that fucker just goes, Mach 1, you know, or probably Mach 10 shit. I mean, the thing's going fast. And essentially... I don't know, they didn't really describe it as fast as the speed of light, but really, really fast, okay? Um, a couple of the guys were fading in and out, and the entire trip were kind of back and forth. The G-forces were kind of knocking them out. They were coming to, knocking out, coming to. Um, William was trying to listen to Mr. Or Admiral, or Captain Butler's conversation with the natives, but he says he, can't, he couldn't keep up because he kept fading in and out. And where they end up going, okay? To these other lands, a safer territory, where they end up going is the ancient lands of Anak. These are the giants who are descendant of Anu. The, uh, oh my god, I'm brain farting. <laughs> um, Anu, the uh, Anunnaki. God dang, that's terrible. Sorry, guys. I've, I've been going hard, you guys. Like this, I did the, all this story in a day. Uh, so bear with me if I'm a little chattery sometimes because I'm, I'm, I'm totally grabbing my brain and, and uh, 
just piling information into it and trying to remember it all and make it flow right. This book was over 130 pages, okay, and, and I, I did it all in a day, but guys, I just could not not share it. It's just such a cool story, okay? So they end up going to the ancient lands of Anak. These are the Anakim, okay? The giants known as Anakim. They are the descendants of Anu, an old king of the Anunnaki, all right? The Anakim actually allied with mankind at one time in the last great earth war. So, I'm going to tell you, this is crazy. It's kind of interesting, okay? The Anakim, who, in this story at least, in this, in this work, the Anakim were represented as the fallen. The Anakim were the fallen giants that came down from heaven, the fallen angels, the watchers, to breed with mankind. And they had the giants of 3,000 L's. Alright? Gang, gang, gang. Okay. So the Anakim, why they did this, alright, is because at the time, it was the Anunnaki, and they referred to the other faction in this book as the custodians, or the custodios. The custodios are a very powerful faction in this story, and they are in, more or less, them and the Anunnaki ally to achieve certain goals in the galaxy. And th those goals will come up later, and they're really, really intriguing. Very interesting. So, the Anakim, why they came in and they helped mankind and taught them of sword and shield, taught them of technologies, helped them advance, because they felt bad for them. All right, they were being more or less. It was like so. You know the legend, Anunnaki. What they do? They enslaved mankind to harvest gold, because there is more gold supposedly in our world, the known lands, than the entire galaxy. Vast amounts of gold there. So they were. They felt bad for us being enslaved, so they fell from the heavens, and they helped us. And attempted to help liberate us. Well, the only reason they could do this is because the Anunnaki and the custodians were at war with each other. When previously, they were allies and they wanted to achieve a certain goal. They were not watching over Earth and mankind at this time. They were the, the, they were the bottom of the priority list. So the Anakim snuck in, tried to help us, and it and ended up causing a war. It was the giants and mankind on a team battling the custodians and the Anunnaki. All right. As always, for entertainment purposes only, uh, 
this is just a fictional uh, fictional right okay guys it's just it's a fictional story um written by uh, a gentleman nos confundant check him out um so this great war breaks out on earth all right while the custodians and the anunnaki were occupied with each other fighting the anakim came in and they literally annihilated all the pyramids as many as they could all right why they said that the pyramids were actually used to in a way they could be triggered and cause say catastrophic events in this book they could be triggered to control the narrative of mankind all right the the pyramids were built by ancient factions of of the 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 dark side essentially and you guys remember um when buzz aldrin went to antarctica and saw the pyramid he's like that thing's evil i'm not saying all of them are evil either i don't know for sure but in this story it made it sound like it so basically they were trying to wipe out all the pyramids and when the custodians and the anunnaki's war was over they made a treaty and, and a peace treaty and they allied again they came back and they tried to activate the pyramids but they were all wrecked so they didn't do anything so <clears throat> the way they described it as they described it as a recess all right um they described it as resets basically uh, when reaching a certain population or something like that okay something a great reset would take place all right um so they go to the ancient lands of the anak the anak kim okay yeah they cut down all of our trees yes uh they cut down all of our trees and they pretty much just wiped the floor with the said giants even the giants of 3000 l's uh they they fought valiantly they they so in the bible what does it say the men of the men of renown the heroes of old well i know there's this narrative that the giants were inherently evil but it may not uh well at least in this story it wasn't the case necessarily and i'm sure there's some that were because there is still evil giant factions out there. There's multiple giant factions out there, according to this this work. And uh, basically, there was, but there was more of a basically there was more of an alliance with the giants than perceived. Essentially, that's what they're saying in this story, which intrigued me. It intrigued me nonetheless. So, the Anunnaki plus the custodians so here's here's my interpretation you guys of of maybe what these custodians could possibly be in the story um just just it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to question maybe what they could be uh possibly the ancient draconian race possibly is my kind of guess uh, possibly uh the anunnaki are also the they're, they're giants as well 
but the Anunnaki are said to want the gold. They wanted all the gold because they want to liberate their land. Now check it out. Check out the Anunnaki lands. Check them out on this map. Here's here's the here's Nibiru. Look at how dark Nibiru is. Look at all the lava. The lands are dead. They're essentially dead. And it looks like hot lava. Hotness. <laughs> Not anywhere I want to be. And maybe here's Planet X. Interesting. Planet X is different from Nibiru in this. All right. I, th I, I had sometimes thought they were one and the same. But yeah, so that's why the Anunnaki wanted access to Earth. They wanted the gold. So, in this story, right guys? In this story, another intriguing thing, okay? In this story, they claim, and they, they talk about this, this dome, all right? The alleged dome, okay? There's one around each of these lands, right? And then, on top of that, there is one ultimate dome in this story. Around the entirety of all the lands, there's 178 total. Okay? There's a dome. They call it the, 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 they call it the first dome, and then they go second dome, third dome, you know, type shit like that. But they don't go, like, to the 178th dome, but, like, they call the known lands dome there you know if you're in, in native to the land they call it your second you call it your second dome but there's the first dome as well so in the story guys this is this is what's intriguing all right so in this story hold on I like get my chat for my YouTube and Facebook up so in this story the Anunnaki and the custodians they have a thirst for power they figure out they figure out how to basically penetrate every known dome in the major within the major dome so they basically figure out how to infiltrate every species that inhabits every dome or plot they can they can pierce the dome, get in there, and they can wreak havoc and do what they do: steal the resources, um, go to war. They want to colonize as well. They're colonizers. Okay, that's that's their goal. So they did this for thousands and thousands of years, and essentially they became some of the most, if not the most, powerful entities in the realm. Okay. Everybody feared them, especially the custodians, not just the Anunnaki, but especially the custodians. The custodians were the most feared, all right? So they they pretty much mastered getting into every dome, except for one, except for one. They could not figure out how to get into the, or, or pierce, or get out of the massive first dome. And they believed that if they could, they could get to the heavens. All right. So for years they worked on this, and mind, keep in mind that the custodians are lower vibrational beings as far as spirituality goes. 
Spirituality is key throughout the realm. I'm going to say it again. Spirituality and one with source is key throughout the realm. The Draconians are the custodians and the Anunnaki. That is their weakness. They are very, very little, if not at all, spiritual entities. Okay? Nevertheless, they're powerful. And they figure out how to actually break through the first dome, but the celestial beings outside of our dome saw this coming. So they prepared a defense for it. The first time they sent their own people through the dome, it crushed them to a pulp instantly. Crushed them to a pulp. Okay? They tried this time and time again, got the same results every time. So then they said, okay, well, if we can't do it, maybe this being can. Maybe that being can. Maybe that being can. And they basically stopped running tests on their own and started running tests on um, people they had captured, entities they had conquered. Basically used them as the guinea pigs, right? And they, got, they, they were getting closer and closer to piercing this dome and surviving. But nevertheless, it never worked. So finally, they, the Anunnaki created mankind. And they tried out mankind. Mankind did something different. Instead of being pulverized, one entity uh, lit a fire. But instead of being pulverized, mankind died, but their essence continued through. Their spirit continued through. Meaning that we are one of the only beings or that in this story we're there humanity is one of the only beings in the entire realm if not the only one i haven't figured that out quite yet but the only beings i'm pretty sure we are the only one that have a true portion of the true source energy of the source god we have a spark from the true source energy one of the only beings in the galaxy if not the only after seeing this that was the closest that they had been to successfully sending a being through the, the first dome and it's surviving our essence and our soul even after our body took, uh, failed us our soul continued through the dome to the heavenly realms. This really grabbed them. They thought, oh my God, these people have the actual source energy within their soul, within their essence. This is not only a crazy good thing for them, but it's a scary thing because they know that if it gets out of hand, and we get too powerful that our power may be unparalleled. 
alright? Meaning that if we actually become, if, if in this story, if they become, if the humanity becomes spiritual beings, one with Mother Nature and one with Source, there's no telling the power that we could achieve in this story. So, they, in turn, know this, so they kind of uh, wage war on us and keep us in this story at bay, right? And they, they watch over Earth and mankind, and uh, they essentially are, are, are some of them worshipped, uh, some of the man, humanity worshipped them. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. So, Anyway, I'm going to move to the ancestral or the Anakim. So back to the Anakim lands, the, the 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 lands of Anak. While there, they met the giants, and they got to intermingle with them. They they didn't speak the same language, but there was one host giant female, who was actually super beautiful, that could speak full English. So she was their translator, and she basically. Uh, more or less kind of hosted them and Captain Butler he went and he asked the leader of the Anakim if they would help us and then they would ally with us in the fight against the Anunnaki and the custodians and the Anakim said no at the time they said no but while there okay while there, if I, I, I'm, the, the sequence might be a little off from the book, so when you read it, if I'm a little off, forgive me. But while there, they told them of a little more of their heritage and the, the relationship they had with the Anakim and said, you need to go to the Thoth Islands. Now, the Thoth Islands are the moving islands that never stop moving. They float. They're the floating islands, and they never stop moving. When they get to the Thoth Islands, they needed to seek out this, this being known as the Shen Ki. The Shen Ki, if I want to say, uh, say this correctly. The Shen Ki, and he will give you a book. And in this book, it'll tell of your heritage and the history of your people and humanity. So they get the book and they basically dive in and delve in and find out all this amazing information. All right. They meet and talk about other entities, the Pleiadians. The Pleiadians were actually almost pushed to near extinction by the custodians. But they made it. There was a few that lived and they made it. And they ended up basically reviving themselves, resurging, and actually becoming one of the most technologically advanced and one of the most powerful groups or clans in the entire realm. The Pleiadians. Alright? The Pleiades, which is the Big Dipper, essentially. Alright? Um, so, they tell about all these other entities, the Greys, right? The Greys are actually from the Orion. The Greys were made by the Anunnaki 
as a spinoff of the Zeta Reticuli beings. The Greys ended up defying the Custodians, and the Custodians and then went to war. They pushed the Greys to near extinction. And the Greys were so close to extinction that they had to rely on their own technology. They, could, they call the Greys heartless, emotionless, um, almost automaton-like beings. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Almost automaton-like beings. So they used their technology of cloning to repopulate themselves. Okay? Then, it goes from there, and it, it I'm, I'm going to re-watch it a little bit, you guys, and talk to you guys a little bit more about it in detail. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I, wrote, I wrote a lot of it down. But I kind of want to be able to present it a little more, and I just I don't want to spoil it for you guys either. Uh, but basically, they are at. So it gets crazy, though. It gets crazy. But basically, what happens is, for the time being, the crew ends up staying in the Toth Islands for years, and they help build humanities, their ancestral humanities defenses and they're getting essentially they're getting ready to uh, uh, try and liberate the people of the known lands now it talks about Admiral Byrd it talks about how they attacked Admiral Byrd in this book and a number of other uh, events that take place I don't want to get too crazy um, but it's very intriguing nonetheless, uh, as far as fictional work goes, uh, but dude, check it out and see what you guys think. Uh, definitely check it out. So I was thinking the other day though, guys, just on a, a kind of like off, off the book topic, you know, kind of just thinking to myself, you know, we look up right in, at night, we look up at night and what do we see? We see stars, right? We see stars. And essentially, they're always in the same, more or less the same position. They're, they could be in a different portion of the sky, etc., um, based on what time of year it is and stuff like that. But I had, I had this weird thought. What if the stars were reflections of, like, other lands like this off the top first dome? I don't know. I just thought it was a cool thought. And it's like, obviously, it's outlandish and, like, crazy to think about. But, uh, it just, I was sitting here thinking that, watch, looking at this map one day, and I thought, wow, interesting. What if they're just the, 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 the lights from the cities that they live in and all that? Um, but no, it basically, it says that, uh, it goes on to say a bunch of other great information. I'm going to, like I said, uh, I wish there was a, a English language version really bad. Uh, there needs to be an English language version. Really bad. And uh, hopefully someday, maybe. I, I've been trying to talk to him. I truly believe that if he does make an English version, um, it's, it's going to be a hell of a seller, I think, um, for him. But no, uh, what's cool is, you guys, and I'm, I'm just like 
overwhelmed with it and I, I like I said I've been working really hard on my platform lately and I kind of just crammed this in unexpectedly just because I was like I was watching a video on TikTok of this map and I thought man what is the source bro so I looked at the source saw that book and I was like okay and it takes forever to get it to translate and read it out to you but uh, I, I would uh, easily say that it's worth it you guys it's well worth it so um definitely worth it and it goes through and what I think it is is you guys these books they go through essentially every land in in the first one they're talking about Libris in the Asgard lands of of uh the what do they call the ice lands there's Atlantis and Lemuria the ocean of Mu I mean nevertheless you know whatever it may be this is amazing you guys this is really intriguing really cool like lands of the angels lands of uriel right i mean come on man pegasus uh cassiopeia like come on mercury this stuff is really cool um they say that basically all kinds of different types of beings exist that we can't even fathom in our in our brains at the moment uh we don't understand it at all the level at which it goes but um, they did say this. So the one thing they said was that, that I found to be crazy was that the human, mankind who works with the custodians and the Anunnaki, they actually let them live and they, they let them, they set them up with a place outside of the known lands. Either on, they were on Mars at one time, but that's no longer the case. But now it's said that they put them, the people that cooperate with them in the story, they put them on Osiris Islands. Osiris, Isis, and Anubis Islands. Osiris Islands. Which is like right next door. Boom. You know? So, um, it's said that that's where they send the people who work against their own people. And in the story, they also say how uh, the ancestral republic is in fear that when they do try to help the people of the known lands, they're in fear that they'll fight against them for the bad factions, not knowingly. Because if they're trying to help us and we attack them, the chances of them being able to help us are really low. So if we help them, you know, then it's one of those things. You know what I mean? We just got to be able to tell good from bad. I'd say, the, the, uh, like in this, in this story anyway, they, they got to be able to tell good from bad and, and know that the triangle crafts are the good ones. Um, but yeah, no, they talk about Admiral Bird in the story. Uh, a lot of cool things. I don't want to get too uh, out there. But um, one thing that they do say as well, is look at how much the uh, the lands, they almost represent a cell or a nucleus. A cell with a nucleus um, set up. Cell within cells, right? Cell within cells. And they're all the same essentially in this. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. He talks about, they talk about the land of Eden. Asgard. Okay? 
all of that stuff really really cool stuff um, the mermaids lands the island of death they talk about the mermaids lands atlas and the pleiades the pleiades are actually pretty powerful alcyone electra i mean dude tierras de gilgamesh right wow cool so i was reading something about this gentleman named sinbad the sailor who it was said got outside of this alleged ice wall if you will and found some of these lands of the giants supposedly there's a giant Al Dejuge, I think which is um, Gog and Magog I want to say but um that is expected to eventually attack mankind and then the coming of Christ will happen and he'll stomp him out but he'll he'll wreak havoc on earth for 40 days and 40 nights which is crazy so but yeah no definitely a re uh, worth reading guys definitely worth buying even just just go help the guy out buy a map where he I just I wish I, I wish I could talk to him I wish I wish I could uh, get him to open up to me a little bit and uh, talk to me about where he found the sources and um, like so I, I, I like on God like I, I was thinking in my head I'm like bro like at the end of the day if you came up with this yourself it you're straight up ET like you're an alien bro like you you know what I mean if you came up with this yourself dude he's an alien or something like I swear to God no <laughs> I'm just I'm just teasing but still you know, like, God, this is elaborate stuff. And you can see, like, the shapes and lands of the Draco, Abyssal Ocean. So I, I, I would check him out. Go buy the map. This map is only, like, $14, all right? Pretty cheap. Um, there's another one that's just the homelands or the known lands as well. Those are, like, $7.99 at the end of the day. Um... how we look at things no I don't I'm not ignoring Facebook what do you mean good night Lori how's Yoda doing bro I was gonna send you this dude I've been working on copying a translated copy um, at least on my word document and then I'd read it my, so I could read it myself sorry I don't mean to ignore Facebook I love my Facebook too I do I love my Facebook too TikTok's got 740 over here. TikTok is popping. Um, probably because I'm one of the only ones on this late. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, lots of crazy stuff. Lots of cool stories. I just uh, I want to re I want to re watch it or at least kind of restudy it so I can give you guys a little more accurate information. And I just want to be careful too. Really, Brian Blank. Interesting. Send it to me, bro. I'd love to talk about it. Good night, Lori. Good to see you. To be made up or fiction? Possibly, probably, all likely passed down from his ancestors, and that's why it's all Spanish. Best sailors in the world back in the day. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, um, yeah, Mr. B, uh... I'm with you on that. I just gotta, you know what I mean. 
Could you imagine finding the ancient, actual ancient texts in like a old archive and start reading this? Wouldn't it blow your mind? It needs to be a movie. It's like crazy. It's crazy stuff. So, is there? Was what else was I going to talk about? I'll hang out with you guys for a little bit. I was going to talk to talk to you about something else. Um, just don't want to just don't want to go too far and too hard on on one subject here. Um, I I just don't know how it's going to be uh, more or less ex, uh, taken by the platforms. TikTok's doing me solid. Um, like I said, at the end of the day, uh, just a cool theory, cool idea, fun thought, uh, like nothing I've ever, ever uh, read before. So I guess I could tell you a little bit about what this story says about Admiral Byrd. All right, I'll tell you a little bit about what it says about Admiral Byrd. Okay. So after World War II, Operation Hydro. All right. According to the Ancestral Republic, they sent down one of the largest fleets ever to sail the seas. The largest to ever come to Antarctica, they sent to Antarctica to, to investigate the lands, right? So, Admiral Byrd on the way down there. He kind of had an idea about the summer gates, and he knew he had a plan. Well, at the time, the ancestral republic people, or humans, they didn't want to fight with Admiral Byrd's fleet. They felt they had to, in order to keep them from getting near the ancestral lands. They didn't want them to know where they were because it would have added to the threat against the ancestral humans okay so they attacked essentially and it was quick and easy so it's true they attacked Admiral Richard Byrd according to this book uh, in the, at least in the book and after the attack they let them recoup and then Admiral Byrd flew over the ice shelf. Flew over the ice shelf. And um So he flew over the ice shelf, right? And he found inner earth, essentially. Did you hear that, bro? Yoda, you hear that shit? What was it, my guy? Did you hear that? Was I, was I dreaming? What are you talking about, screen name? What was it? Oh, it was animal sound? Okay, it's probably my cat then. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. You didn't hear no whisper.
So, um, you just never know, man. It wasn't a cat? What was it, bro? What did it sound like, Yoda? Be real. Like a groaning noise? Yoda don't lie to me, bro. It ain't nothing about being up. Yoda don't lie to me. He ain't playing. He ain't playing. So, um, bells to you? Bells? Interesting. Some chick whispered yes, please. <laughs> That's funny. So, bro, that's trippy, bro. Dude, I don't play, though. Dude, the only thing I need, though, guys, I need a, a legit samurai copper samurai sword, bro. Supposedly some of these entities, they can't be killed by guns. Which is weird. Scary, isn't it? Um, so, Admiral Byrd, he flies over the Antarctic lands. And when he does, he finds inner earth, right? I'm not so sure about that at this time, though. I know, I wish I could. Dude, lightsaber would be epic. Lightsaber would be epic. No, bro. <laughs> Baked out of his mind. Googled a random thing. You're funny, bro. No, I've known about these maps for a minute. I'm in mid. I'm in the mid, bro. The mid-mish. Once in a while, bro, like, and what's weird, I have an acre, right? I have an acre, and I'm at the very back of it, and behind me is just a wide open field. So I'm, like, actually a little ways away, and, like, it's dark and kind of eerie. The property's got a lot of trees. Hmm. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, not the Giants, bro. It wouldn't be the Giants, bro. Um, <laughs> nah, it wouldn't be the Giants. Um, I don't know. Nobody's after me, bro. I've heard some weird things once in a while, though. You never know. Dude, yeah, I thought about putting uh, cameras up around me. So, um... Anyhow, yo, after le after reading the Land by the Lake story, y'all, read the Land by the Lake story. That's just scary. Um, that's just real. That's too. It's real. I feel like it is. Um, so uh, this is the craziest part about all of it. All right, guys. Admiral Byrd, in his account in his diary, only supposedly writes about one encounter with the said inner earth beings, right? 
Well, it's alleged in this story, in the in this story, they say he had multiple. And not only that, he they kind of they more or less got him to do like a double agent recon for him. He did it for a little while, but then he backed out and got and, and he spooked. Cause they I think they probably made him. Um and and then went back to helping and giving the information to the higher ups of the military, the custodial custodians or whatever you want to call. It. Okay. So and, and all we all know eventually he had a heart attack. Um and all that good or not good stuff, but yeah, that's what have ended up happening to him. So Admiral Byrd was actually on the side of these beings essentially in this story uh, before going back to the United States. So Operation High Jump, it had more going on than meets the eye, right? Yeah, no, guys, nos confundin right here. Here he is, right here. This is on my screen. And you guys right here behind me. It's NOS confundin, C-O-N fundin. Easy stuff. Whoa, bro. I just saw this stuff. The Dietlov portal. The Dietlov portal. That's interesting. Really interesting. I've never heard, ever heard that. The Dietlov portal. Wow. Interesting. There's this is a really cool setup, guys. This is a neat map. It's really cool. It's very intriguing, nevertheless. So so you see the abyssal ocean right here? The abyssal ocean. Look at how much bluer it is than say our oceans. Essentially what that means to me is they're deeper. Hence the name Abyssal Ocean, right? So, what if once in a while, creatures, like large creatures from the Abyssal Ocean, they come into the known lands to feed, hibernate, breed, etc.? And that's sometimes what they spot when they see these massive creatures underwater, like megalodons and such. Because I imagine if they, if it's true or whatever, in the abyssal ocean, you're gonna get the mags. And and guys, I'm talking mags. They're big. They're a lot bigger than we even understand. There's Mercury. They do talk about Mars as well. Um, they end up. Mars ends up becoming a wasteland because of nuclear war, uh, more or less, and yeah, I think he does, like, I think he covers a lot of these lands, there's, so, supposedly, too, there's a lot of lands right now, too, that the Anunnaki and the Custodians uh, think, or, or look over, excuse me, they look over. All right. So a lot of these entities out here have never had any contact with the 
evil uh, and or evil factions out here. So they're able to recruit them to help them fight against the evil factions, the said evil factions. Yeah, the land of Orion, this is where the greys come from. Free islands, these are interesting. The Shangri-La. The Shangri-La. Huh. Yeah, they talk about mankind, and yeah, dude, it gets a lot deeper than what I can really even put out there, to be honest. It's really good stuff. But yeah, so that's kind of what I, the gist of what I'm going to share with you guys right now. Um, I'm going to probably look a little, I'm going to look in more into it. And then I want to actually kind of start on the next book so I can talk more in depth. Um, I imagine it's going to be a mind-blowing account, man. It's going to be something like I've never heard before. And I'm excited to actually do some research with it. So... It's very complex, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much, Marcus, for the super chat. I appreciate all donations. You guys rock. So um, did you guys get out to watch my uh, video real quick on Facebook and YouTube? Of I ran it all together, the uh, Pacific Ocean Predator and the uh, Navy SEALs using attack dolphins against them. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's awesome. Huh. Yeah, go check it out. I think you guys will like that story. Uh, I was going to kind of talk a little bit about something like this. I was going to kind of maybe try and tell the story in a, in a way. Um, it, I feel like it'd make for good content anyway. Um, I feel like it'd make for good content if I kind of you know, organized it a little better and didn't try to fle just freelance everything off the top of my head. So, yeah. Uh, it's crazy, guys, though. I just really, I really recommend it. Uh, truly, it just gave me a whole other perspective, really. And it was really uh, amazingly interesting perspective. Um, it can be somewhat scary. <laughs> so don't, you know, just, just, it's, I'm pretty sure he more or less presents it as fiction. Yes, Lily, yes. It's a fine line, guys, so when I say stuff, just understand where I'm at, you know? Um, but yeah, so just very cool stories, worth a read, for sure. The biggest creature those fishermen caught swimming by those icebergs. Um... When? When? I know there's a lot going on right now. Giants are attacking more often. The evil faction of giants. It's wild stuff. There's a lot more. The veil's thinning. Um, you guys, and have you guys, so, okay, uh, we could, let's talk about uh, Project Looking Glass. Have you guys heard of that? Project Looking Glass? That was really interesting. To say the least. Project Looking Glass. <laughs> so basically they could look into the past and the future. And see future events. 
right? Well, it's because I pretty much covered my content, bro. I'm just trying to think of random things. Is space real? I am leaning towards a big maybe. I'm not saying there's flat. Did I say that? No, so basically Looking Glass, they read into future events and they, there was this one on YouTube that blew my mind. It was talking about how we need to stop these certain events from happening and if we don't, it'll, it'll screw over mankind and there'll be like this reset and like um, another war will take place. Um, it runs deep, guys. So... Make sure you guys check this story out, this book I'm talking about here. Um, also, it talks about how uh, there's... Uh, all right, hold on. I'm going to let my cat out. What up? What up, miss? Okay, so um, it's saying if we don't prevent these events, then uh, the vibrational shift won't take place, right? So, guys, the only thing I could really like say to guide you in this whole thing, um, I used to kind of think so. Ever since, like, when I started this journey, I thought that the evil was, in fact more prominent in society than say the good was okay I thought the evil was winning when I first started TikToking. okay but I found out different I think that we have a lot more promise than the meets the eye but in order to get to this level of uh, you know consciousness anyway to be liberated and, and, and freed essentially um, from the constraints of 3d we got to start we got to start being for one a kind to each other all right and just increase your spirituality it doesn't mean you got to be a you know it doesn't mean you got to be uh, reading the you know Bible and just going to church every Sunday that's not what they mean by increased spirituality. Increase your spirituality in the sense of just simply meditate and relax in, in yourself, within your being, within who you are at times. Separate yourself from distractions and negativity, regardless of what's on the mass media, okay? What's on the news or what's, on, what's going on on TV. Uh, try to watch it and... T just try to and use your discernment think think for yourself don't don't necessarily just believe you know all that is being spoon-fed to you you know just use your discernment watch the situation and and deduct and deduce what you think that it possibly could be 
Um, this looking glass really freaked me out a little bit. Uh, it was gnarly. Uh, the stuff they were saying was just gnarly. And just be way, just just be smart, be savvy. Uh, become one with Source. Become one with Mother Nature. Feel within your being the energy of Mother Nature, and don't forget about each other. Okay. Use each other and, 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 you know, coalesce if you need to, or, or group, you know, be one and, and, and help each other. Don't, uh, if, you know, if something, if, if crazy shit starts going or anything like that going down, I'm not saying it's gonna, but you know, if, if, if natural disasters or something takes place, don't forget about being a human and, you know, let's put it this way. If there's a great reset anyway, right? If there's a great reset anyway, of sorts, or, or like a flood, if you will, um, we ain't going to make it anyway. So why not go out helping helping each other? At least have a good, at least go out on a good note. <laughs> you know? No, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, in general, just it, it, throughout chaos, we have each other. We really do. Um, at the end of the day, throughout the chaos and, and throughout the negativity, we have each other and we need to embrace it and we need to quit the competition, uh, quit letting money rule. Oh, this is a really good, I want to, I do want to send this message that I got from the book real quick. Okay. One thing they said about the ancestral beings. Okay. The ancestral beings said this this was entry this is really good this was in the book okay hold on here where is it okay they said this in the ancestral lands they have no image of self and no self-judgment. The mind, because the they don't they don't do this because the mind could begin convincing one to live in the eyes of a third party, and of third party subjugation, or subjection. Subjection. Meaning. And it's, it's funny because it's exactly how we live. How do we live as a, as a mankind right now? We worry about self-image. And we care about the Joneses and what they think. We want to buy more, have the nicer car, have the bigger house. Compare, uh, you know, ladies comparing wedding rings, men comparing whips. You know what I'm saying? That's all trivial. It don't mean shit, you know, and it don't matter. At the end of the day, that stuff gets, it, it doesn't matter. You know, they say that in the, in the lands of the ancestrals, the peace and serenity is like nothing that they've ever seen here. It's quiet. Everybody's happy. Everybody's taken care of. There's no conflict whatsoever. Everybody's on an equal plane. 
even the politicians, they don't get big paychecks. They don't get higher uh, living than the regular people. There's no, uh, there's supposedly no work. There's no jobs. Everybody partakes in society. Okay. It's all love and light. No murders ever. No prisons. Complete and utter peace. They've created in the ancestral lands, apparently. So, what, how they do this is they start teaching first at a young age spirituality. Okay? First at a young age spirituality. Then, after that, they teach to know each other. To know each other and the world around them. Become one and know each other and know your land. Know Mother Nature. They're great teachers who had, who had been guided by great teachers. Spirituality no paper money system at all. No money system. That was instilled to cause uh, conflict and hierarchies and, and, and social statuses. Um, like I said, when you guys read it, just check it out. It's really cool. The zero crime. They got respect for life and each other. Children learned about spiritual growth. Uh, the people had a say. The people had a say. And what was going on? Uh, everybody was included in decisions in in the colon or the uh, a colony, I guess you'd say. Supposedly, in this fix in this story, humans were the only race that haven't been released after multiple uh, catastrophic events. Ancestral humans and on an Anakim. That's the weakness of the custodians, little to no spiritual development. So, yeah, it goes on to say a bunch of other cool shit, guys. So, um, check it out. But, uh, yeah, it's been a fun live. I really appreciate it, guys. I would uh, keep going, but I think it's just time to uh, call her a night. I'm kind of dragging it out so it's been fun guys it's been awesome i'm gonna like i said get into this a little bit more and maybe come back and uh do another live on it or actually do a video on it so thank you witch of white light i appreciate you good night i appreciate you guys tiktok it's been awesome you guys killed it tonight i uh, got up to like 1.9 uh 1900 people that's awesome. That's a great live right there, fam. I appreciate you guys. Um, so, yeah, we will rock, and thank you uh, for everything. So the book is called, here, I think I can comment it. I think. I thought I could. I thought I could. Um, no?
comment. There we go. It's, uh, holy crap, it's long. Hold on. L. Here, I'll write it down on paper, guys. Oh, it's going to be backwards, though. I might be able to f mirror the camera. Can I mirror it? Let me see here. Yeah, I can mirror it. So here, for TikTokers, you guys already saw it on Facebook and YouTube. So TikTokers, and tell your uh, tell your people about it. This is definitely a good read. Yeah, um, and I see in Misty you said it is in Spanish. It is in Spanish. It is in Spanish, but um, if you look into it, you can actually there's apps and stuff. It it's kind of tedious and it's uh, a pain in the butt, but. To me, it was well worth uh, taking the time to translate it. It's a definite interesting account. Like nothing I've ever, ever read. Morales de Hilo. All right, so I'm going to mirror it. Hold on. Oh, here. Take a screenshot, guys. Cruzo. Hold on, maybe try it the other way. I don't know if that reads any better. Maybe it does for you guys, I don't know. Okay, Cruzo. Las Morales de Helio. I'll do it both ways. Yeah, take a screenshot, guys. Take a screenshot. Bam. Cruzo Las Morales de Helio. There you go. Been fun, guys. Thanks, TikTok, for showing out. That's really cool. Um been an awesome live with you guys and as always with my youtubers and my facebookers you guys are always consistent and og so appreciate y'all and guys definitely check this book out all right i am out love you guys stay the light be kind to others rock out on life and peace out guys Three forty two in night god or uh YouTube. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff.